I miss seeing you. I know. I... Look, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm glad you found someone. I can't tell you how glad it makes me to hear you say that, man. Get on in here. Let the big bear get his paws on you. You know I love you. Oh, it's good to see you, good man. Good to see you. Are you sure you've been okay? This does not look like a guy who's oh. been okay. <laughs> it's like a what happened? Guy. It's like a mosh pit in here. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting married. Get out. Presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. What is going on? Welcome to another new episode of All Things Music. Ryan here with Ian. How are you doing, Ian? How's the quarantine? How's the uh, stay-at-home order going and all that jazz? Well, I ain't doing much of staying at home. No, so. you're still working. Hell yeah, I'm still working. I'm Except always today working. you're off, which is cool. Today I'm off, but uh, and today I'm still working on this. That's right. Are you, you you got like the cabin fever though? Even though you're working, like it's still oh, like God, the same no. routine. Dude, honestly, my idea of a perfect world is staying at home. Really? Hell yeah. Oh, I'm not that way at all, man. I miss I miss concerts so much. I miss uh, sports. Now, I know you know you don't care about sports Hell ball, no. and probably sports your sports ball. Let me guess, your esports stuff is still going on. Uh, what? Mm, it's probably I haven't pr- really been watching esports, but it's pretty easy to socially distance been, with esports. I've been working on some shitty new records <laughs> and some other things. Yeah, well, you and literally every other musician in the world. So yeah. in like a year, like this this time next year, there's going to be like thousands of new records and all kinds of stuff. I'm and part of the problem. No, I don't think it's a problem. <laughs> I think always more content creation is is healthy, but I do think that. Uh, as we talked about with with Taylor Wallace on our last episode, I think this industry is going to end up being so lopsided towards content because there's not a, a lot of performance opportunities besides live streaming, and you can only live stream so much. Well, I've been upping my live stream game too. Green screen, green screens, yep. designs. Uh, again, though, that just like with anything else. You can't lack in because constantly evolving. And everybody's live streaming, like I said. So for people to actually want to watch your live stream, it has to have some kind of nuance that's not available. Yeah, like I had a lot more viewers uh, last night than I usually do just because I think that I added like a bunch more content. Sure. Uh, Yeah, dude. I mean, back... Back a couple months ago, it was easy because you could just throw up a video, people watch because not everybody was doing it. Mm-hmm. But now that it's the cool thing to do, everybody's doing it. But there's um, definitely a divide between someone streaming in their basement and their shitty walls with the paint half falling off or something than <laughs> someone who has cool visuals and right. engages. So Exactly. I agree. So I've been trying to do guitar videos. Live streaming guitar is kind of weird. Uh just because you can't, I mean, it just depends on your setup. For me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So I've been doing a lot of guitar guitar cover videos, which are seem to be getting I a decent f- amount I of stuff. I feel like if you're live streaming anything like guitar or like something with like, 
what do I want to call it? I don't want to call it real instruments because analog digital. But you know, anything that you physically play or like or like writing, mm-hmm. I feel like you definitely need to be doing live stream of production. Right. And honestly, not a lot of people do that, and the people I do see doing that are really, really bad. Yeah. Just yeah. because, because they don't have a good workflow, like they no, don't. They just aren't. They don't explain things. They're just literally writing music. They don't have any cool visuals yeah. behind them. I think that's they really don't... important, especially because not everybody watching somebody produce a, a song like on on a DAW is a yeah. producer. So if you go and do that, you really should be able to explain yourself and like sh- be kind of layment with things, you know. Well, yeah, and I feel like people are like, "Oh, I want to." close guard my secrets and stuff well dude it's already like if anybody really gave a shit about your secrets they just re-watch the video and then yeah. backwards and you're you pr- did it, and you're probably not to... doing anything proprietary for the most no, part and that's anyway so, so yeah yeah i feel like what i'm saying is with your guitar stuff for people out there in bands live stream your sessions and talk and explain and engage with people watching instead of just sitting there like a fucking snail yes you know what i mean yeah no i agree i think we will probably live i practice tomorrow for the first time in fucking two months so we'll probably definitely don't do it with your phone we don't have another way to do it at practice well then i'd almost say don't do it yeah (laughs) i don't know we did it uh when was this this is like right before the quarantine we we did our, so, our rehearsal. and it So went I all think right. on a couple podcasts ago, we talked about something like this before we jump into what sure. this is actually about. If you don't do it professionally, and if you just throw your phone up, yeah. you're going to actually end up, because I know why you're trying to do it. You're trying to do it to engage the crowd and keep things moving and at somewhat it's of just a live pace. music. At somewhat of right. a pace better than no pace, but you'll actually end up going backwards because... People see, oh, these guys have a hundred thousand listens to on Spotify, sure. but they have a fucking phone camera on their so and it's gonna y- sound like shit. You're right. I just sucks because it's not like I can take I know. each guitar and line it in directly into into a software and then have like expensive cameras everywhere. Well, you and can. have the drums mic'd up. I know, but do you know well, what the cost don't. of that? Oh yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's exactly why. Like. And to have anything like that, you can't just slap a focus right and do no, it. No, no. You, you got to have like something a, like how I have at home, a the, UAD. Yep. And I only have a two-channel UAD, and it costs $1,500. Yeah. You know, $1,200. Two channels ain't going to do it. Yeah, and, if, <laughs> and to have an eight channels, which, yeah, which really you need to have 16. You can only buy them an eight. And just for an eight, you're looking at 3000 mm-hmm. per interface now if this if they were like no concerts for the next 10 years then maybe i'd get one but yeah well that's just the (laughs) divide of money man and and unfortunately for local bands and for someone who want who's wanting to do like what you're talking about doing Mm -hmm. you don't really have much our our money is probably spent better elsewhere to be honest and on other things promotion 100 percent because studio time and all that because who knows how long this is going to last anyway yeah it could be yeah we don't i don't want to get into that we were just talking about that off mic was just the predictions seem to be a little bit crazy and unsubstantiated at this point so uh not that they're wrong they're just a little bit hard to guesses yes throwing throwing what do they say throwing what things at the wall and hoping they stick spaghetti or whatever some kind of boomer saying we don't know (laughs) i don't know man yeah so this episode is something that 
Honestly, when I started a podcast, this is one of the first things I thought about doing. I haven't done it because I just was kind of waiting for the right time. Uh, and the right time is now for two reasons. One, uh, seems to be everybody has been asking me about it lately. I made a status and there was like a couple hundred comments, so that's dope. And two, what else do you got to do besides fucking go crazy and mosh in your living room? So, uh, you know, we're going to play some sick-ass breakdowns that we love. If you want to mosh, if you want to dance, if you want to headbang, if you're in your car or if you're just listening on your Bluetooth in your kitchen or whatever it is, Go crazy, man, because that's kind of what we need right now is just, you know, they just announced incarceration festivals canceled, uh, Louder Than Life's canceled. Literally any festival this summer, music or not, is canceled. Uh, I can't imagine the small club shows are going to go because, again, even more than, than a festival, you're packing a bunch of people into a really small room. So I, I, I'm pretty not confident in that, too. I think the underground will be really big, just to add to that. So here's the one thing that I found interesting, and I don't remember when this came up, whether it was on the podcast or, or on a sidebar that I had with somebody. Um, the old school illegal rave culture might come back. Not just necessarily well, raves, but in, so in not, general. Not talking about raves, but my other, um, what do they call it? Guilty pleasure. That's sure. not really a guilty one. Well, if you don't feel guilty, that's not but a guilty like, pleasure. But uh, like car meets, man. Yes. The, the the illegal, not so sanctioned car meets are back in full force, all fucking ready. Dude. Yep. And but you think? But here's the problem: is that a lot of the people who were around when those were originally really big aren't around anymore, and they're all being organized by kids. And a lot of these kids kind of right. don't have that. Well, and that's a difference. So like. The car scene is definitely, they give a lot less of a fuck yes. than, the, than the music scene, which is hard to believe. It is, but, but it's man, true. if you ever go around, you know, like, that culture does not get so, a So, great shit. example, like, back in the day, they used to find, like, an abandoned warehouse or an abandoned parking garage, somewhere where people just weren't around, and they would have everybody stagger in. It would be very low-key type of stuff for a car meet. Now, they're like... Oh look, an empty parking lot in the middle of uh, open area where everybody can see us. Let's have an illegal car meet, and then the cops show up, and they're like, "Why are the cops here?" Well, everybody can fucking see you. That's you know? when you run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do like the uh, what the fast, too fast, too furious yeah. scene when they're all coming yeah. out of the the doors. Um, I don't know, man. I've been doing it. They're not uh, running from the cops per se, but uh, the the not so sanctioned car meets. They're they're fun, man, because it's like. Yeah, the, at the at the normal ones, it's just like the same thing of raves. You get a little bit more of, or uh, like underground shows, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh well, we're not really supposed to be here, but this is really really cool. Yeah, and you don't get to do it often. Sure. And now I think I honestly think that'll only last for another month because in our state, the stay at home order is is until May 29th, and I think they that just extended it. They just today, extended right. it. I think that'll be it. I don't. I don't see them extending it more, especially in the summer where people are just going to be like, fuck you. Not that it's right for them or wrong for them to say fuck you, but I think that's just kind of what's going to happen. And the governor will be like, all right, I can't I, I can't right. justify it right now. Even though he can, there are a lot of other factors in play. So you're not about to just go arrest everybody for being outside in the summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, well, it mean, should be interesting. At this point, the only thing that's going to tell is time. You know? Right. All right, so we're going to do our top 10 breakdowns. If you're listening to this and you aren't a fan of rock music, 
or metal music or whatever, that's fine. Let me explain what a breakdown is real quick. It's funny, I had to explain this to my wife because she, she, again, not in the same scene as us. Um, a breakdown is is a part of a song. It can be at the beginning, can be at the middle, can be at the end, but it's a part of a song that usually will halftime a beat or it will uh, kind of, again, where the term comes from, breakdown, it will break down the main riff into a more simplified version. Like slower. Right. doesn't have to be slower necessarily, but a more simplified version. Most of the time it is slower. It usually doesn't have vocals, but it definitely can. Um, and it's it's generally the part, if you've been to a show where you see the vocalist go, all right, motherfuckers, split this place open. Shout out Mark and Hunter from Chimera, seeing, seeing yeah. the wall of death. And, and you start seeing bar stools flying. And <laughs> it's like in the movies when people start throwing beer cans. So funny side note to this is one of my favorite things to see at concerts that we go to so many uh, is when a mosh pit starts. And I don't know if you've seen this at like Lost Lands or other EDM shows where there's mosh pits. And I feel like you would because the culture isn't as knowledgeable about them. Is And you see it at metal shows. There's this one girl or guy, but I usually it's a girl. Dude, half, who, who, I know what you're going to say. And half, half or more of the people doing it are females. Okay, right. It's not and, really. And, and they think inst- when a mosh pit happens, they're like, oh my God, a fight. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. And they'll like pull people off. Yeah. And people are like, what are what, what are you doing? This is fun. Like, this isn't a the fight. The dubstep scene's a lot more um, nice about it, though. Yeah? I would say. Yeah, how do you figure? Because they're more just trying to, I don't know, fling their bodies like forward and backward instead of all around. I don't know how to so, describe okay, it. So they're like, they're like they're soft doing that, pushing. They're doing like, that, like, that thing that well, I don't know. Metal's not it. supposed to be like, hey, guys, let me push you over here and then push you over here. But metal, you, know? you get all the jabronis that well, work out yeah. listening to metal at the gym. And then they wanna... The worst is the crowd killers. And if for those of you who don't know what a crowd killer is, it's the dudes that look like they're trying to be ninjas. You know, throwing fists yeah. and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And They've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> exactly. You, you got to watch out for the hidden blade under their... Uh, arm. Well, I hope not, but that's some <laughs> that's some fucked up shit. Um, or some brass knuckles or whatever. But yeah, there's some crowd killers, but for the most part, it's moshers, and it's a good time, and it's one of the f- most fun things about being a spectator I'm at a show. I'm too old for that shit, right? We me, stand in the Me back. too. I used to do it. Like, honestly, yeah. back in, in, like, the early Warped Tour days for me, that was a big thing, and now I'm just kind of like... I think it ended when I got... I think I mentioned this before one of the episodes, but I saw Woe Is Me play and uh, got kicked right in the face, like a full boot in yeah. the face. And I was like, that's it. I think I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I'm not getting kicked in the fucking face. Uh, so anyways, I figured uh, we would start uh, with you, uh, with your uh, number 10, and we'd go from there. Or no, start with, how do you want to do this? Because usually we start with Please. you. So we can start with me, so you can be the last one at number that's one. Do you want to cool. do that? Uh, whatever, yeah. All right, so let's start with me. My number 10 is As I Lay Dying Through Struggle. So that one is 
close to home for me because that so first off as they dying are kind of like the ogs of breakdowns i wouldn't say they created them i believe that goes to pantera but uh i think they're kind of the og for metalcore breakdowns they started that shit back in 99 and uh that one in particular just it's it's one of the few that's fast it's not like a slow breakdown um, the audio is not great because it's an old recording because they're an older group for From today's 90s, standards. Man. So yeah, well, late nineties, early two thousands. Well, probably, but a lot of these guys still put out vinyl records these days. They're just kind of collectors' items. But, um, yeah, that shit always gets me amped. We actually saw them at uh, uh, House of Blues earlier this year, or it was last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just remember that breakdown. I'm like, and and and, ready. And started headbanging like crazy. I thought uh, I thought you were gonna have Tourette's or something. Probably, you know. I probably look like a fucking moron, but I don't care. It's just that release of energy, dude. Um Asley Dying, listen, if we're talking about this band, obviously we talk about uh the whole thing with the lead singer Tim Lambesis and he was for those who don't know, he was caught in twenty I wanna say twenty fourteen, maybe twenty sixteen. One of those years, trying to murder his his wife. He hired a hitman to kill his wife, and he went to prison, and he got out of prison. He did his time, and he's reformed and all these things. I've never talked to him in person. I hope to someday. So I cannot sit here and say that he's actually reformed, but I can also not sit here and say he's actually not reformed. So very controversial topic. The band is really good, and actually it's funny about them. Their new material, you could tell that, like, the the t- the break they had all the instrumentalists the guitarist the bassist the drummer really like practiced a lot because they came back and like the riffs were twice as uh, complicated complicated like the, all the early shit I can play all that shit on guitar no problem the new stuff I'm like oh my god I gotta stretch my hand from where to where you know it's like crazy but it's fucking sick music and I don't know I liked them live when we saw them live I did find Tim to be a little bit because he's like super jacked he wasn't always that way and then he got into a little bit of a steroid thing which might explain some things but then he's not anymore but he's still huge and like he's one of those guys that doesn't know what to do with his his hands and like his arm he's so big that he's like awkward you know I just found that really interesting I don't know what you thought about them live but I, I enjoyed it yeah, they were good yeah so Anything you you have to say about Asley dying? You covered the bases, man. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's like, I hate to say it's before your time. Bruh. But you're, well, hold on, because listen, because your time is like asking Alexandra, hint, hint. But uh, that's 2009. So we're talking like 10 years later. So did you listen to Asley dying when you were a teenager, or was that like... Yeah, too old at yes, that point. Yes, Grandpa, I did. I'm just asking. I'm <laughs> literally like, trying, to, trying to get. You're like trying a, to get me on. No, I'm curious. All you know? Ryan songs are me from the '90s. No, they're not. '80s. They're not actually Duran Duran breakdown. Actually, I believe that that is the oldest one uh, on on the entire list. So, ha. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, all right. So yeah, I don't know. It's a nice number ten for me. So get us started. What do you got for uh, number 10, Ian? Guided by the Moon by Knocked Loose. I never knew. 
Now that's a fucking breakdown right there. So Knocked Loose songs are like essentially all breakdowns, Dude. but yeah, it's fucking but sick. But that one in particular is really like, oh shit. Yeah. So when we saw them at Louder Than Life last year, you, I know you never I saw them really, live. I never really listened know. to them either, man. So did you kind of do a deep dive as soon Hell as we yeah. were Hell yeah, I was like, dude, I saw them. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, so sick. So good. And they, they kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, like I think it was 2016 or 2017, they came out with their first record. I saw them at Warped uh, the first time, and they had that Arf Arf song that kind of became a meme, a metal meme. Yeah. And that kind of sprung them honestly like it wasn't but, a bad but thing. they're like badass oh they're, like, fucking, they're fucking lit heavy as shit mm-hmm. and they're they're cool or we, at least the drummer we know is cool yes he uh minute. crashed an interview of ours uh who were you we were with uh wage war wage war and yeah he uh he came in and said what's up we that's got to be on our list to get him on sooner or later um uh, note about the new album this re- this song is off of a different shade of blue which is their new album they their old albums were all drop G tuning, so like kind of similar to what Wage War does and some of these other groups. Then they decided to go to drop A sharp, no, drop drop A standard. So the only other metal band I know that plays that is Korn. So if you go back and listen, right, you and, can hear a lot yeah, of the similar and, tones. And it is, it doesn't sound like, they don't sound like anyone else, really. No, right. And now that you say that, yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you if you go back and you have that in mind, and you listen to like the just the tuning and the in the the chunkiness of things, and you're like, yeah, I could see like Jonathan Davis over this shit. Yeah. You know? So it's dope. Um, I love Knocked Loose. So awesome. Next up for me, let me get out my list here. Uh, next up for me is Kublai Khan, True Fear. Every time I see you, you're behind me. I can't help but feel them as an enemy. True Fear, systematically, time's up. You fucking coward. That's one of those stank face kind of breakdowns. You just make that mean mugging face. And if that guitar tone sounds familiar, that is the same band that does our intro song, uh, the intro song for our podcast, which is called Ant Pile. Uh, this song is called True Fear. And th- the lyrics are obviously pretty self-explanatory. It's about police brutality. Um, but that guitar tone is probably the most gain oriented guitar tone out there. Like it's just turned up to 11 and just like, (laughs) they don't really use probably have two amps and just turn the gain all the way up and run them through each other. It's almost (laughs) like, so like the running joke in metal is the metal zone pedal, the boss metal zone pedal. Cause it was like $50 and it sounds horrible. It's almost like that, but sounding good. And they can get away with it because honestly, they don't use a lot of notes besides the first two or three strings on the guitar, which is, fine because it's beat down hardcore you know it's it's, it's similar the same genre as knocked loose essentially and uh major 
major, major uh, mosh pitting going on. But I love me some Kublai Khan. Unfortunately, they had to change their name, which I think is just ridiculous. Um, they were known as Kublai Khan for this album, for the album before that. But then the new album, they had to change it to Kublai Khan TX, like Texas, where they're from. Because I guess there was like a jam band named Kublai Khan that was there first and has the rights to the name. I think that is just bogus. Like, how are you about to? How are you about to be a a not hard or lit type of music and be named Kublai Khan? Smoking lots of weed, making a jam band. Well, do you know anything about Kublai Khan? Like the the yeah, person? Yeah, fucking yeah. Yeah, like that he's dude like was a warlord. Just ridiculous, just like complete chaos and decimation of of, of anybody around him. And he, I think he like plotted to kill his own brother. Genghis, obviously, and they, they shake. I don't know. Watch Marco Polo on Netflix because that really tells the story of that shit. It's a fucking awesome uh, show, and there's a lot of naked girls in that show. So, if you're bored and lonely, <laughs> if you're bored and lonely on quarantine, man, Marco Polo on Netflix. Um, so yeah, that's my shit. You, you, I know you've always liked not or not loose. Uh, Kublai Khan. Oh yeah. So they're dope, and they've been to Cleveland like five times, and every time I want to go, I don't go, and I'm mad. And actually, it was one of the last concerts uh, before all this shit happened. It was at the Foundry. It was that Friday. So that that our supposed Bad Omens interview was supposed to be Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it was that Friday. Yep. And I was just so like, fuck. In hindsight, I don't know if you've been thinking about this, but in hindsight, I would have been like, yeah, I would have wanted to kill Switch. Yeah, I would have still stayed for Bad Omens. Yeah, I would have went to, like, I would have went to more stuff because knowing what we know now, you know? Right, because we were kind of like, oh, well, we can only do this amount of things a week because we're, like, already pressed. Yeah, right, exactly. So now, knowing what I know now and knowing that concerts might not be back for a while, I probably would have went to a lot more um, since then. But, oh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, what are we on for you, man? Are we on number, number nine. nine. Number nine for Ian. What do you got? Solar Flare Homicide by my boy, <laughs> you and <Paul> Amiri. <laughs> <laughs> brain fart. Sorry, Frankie Palmieri. Uh, <laughs> I did that. Too. I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> All I right, you too well. Here's a mirror with solar flare homicide. <laughs> It slams, dog. Yeah, dude. It's a weird song, too, because it's like the same uh, hook mm-hmm. over and over and over again, but it's not like a bad thing. Like, right. it kind of goes through the progression over and over. It's like, I see dude. a fire in the sky. And, yeah. you know? Um, dude, you know what's funny? Like, in high school, I was listening to this. Yeah. And, you know, I was hitting up the skate park, whatever, riding a dirt bike. And then um, everybody else was listening to, like, Shakira and shit. <laughs> like, well, at the skate park? Shakira? Well, I think at the skate park, I listen like... <laughs> so, uh, like, skate punk. punk like, like, like Nirvana or, you know, whatever. Okay. Like, punk. Yeah, whatever. No effects, rancid stuff? Or? Uh, no, that's old. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even remember. But, like, I, in high school, they were listening to, like, Shakira and all that shit. And I'm, like, over here, oh, yeah, you know... Just listening to my mirror. Yeah, man. <laughs> no big deal. No, like. no big deal. Dude, that song it's slaps. Funny. I can actually play that one. 
because it's in drop A and it's just kind of like it's a it's a really complex rhythm, but it's like three notes. It's pretty sweet. I love that that tune. He always does it live. Uh, I say he like it's they. I know Frankie is like the guy, but I really hate to like alienate those other dudes because they're super talented. Which I just discovered, by the way. So they got like Frankie. I don't know if everybody quit or Frankie fired everybody. I think everybody quit, but it was like four or five years ago that that happened and they hired a bunch of new guys joshua travis is the guitarist now and he is the former guitarist do you remember the band tony danza tap dance extravaganza yeah he was the former guitarist of them so it all made sense now because i listened to it and i'm like oh that's kind of experimental because tony danza tap dance damn nah, you can't fucking say it more than once uh that shit is like really like out there very much like i wrestled a bear once type of music so uh yeah I'm spitting at you this random ass facts because oh, I don't know what else is new. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, have you heard any of new, Amir's new shit? So they have two new songs. Yeah, uh, but they played that at that show. Did they? Yeah, because they have they have Pig's Ear and Gypsy Disco. Are yeah, the two new ones, and they're they're different. They're I don't know. Frankie came out a couple months ago, and it's made like metal headlines on like Metal Sucks, Metal Injection, whatever. And he was like, I, I. uh not that he renounces his old lyrics, but it was a different word he used. Like, he doesn't agree with how he used to feel about shit and how he was a really negative person and all this stuff. And at first, I was, like, really mad about it because I was like, bro, like, your old lyrics are fucking dope, mm-hmm. you know? But at the same time, he came out and was like, that just because I said that doesn't mean that they mean anything less, you know? It's just that he doesn't, he doesn't have that same mindset today. So I don't know. I when people do that, I I I get a little bit disingenuous about certain things. But Frankly, the horizon. Yeah, but I don't know if they've ever renounced their old shit though, because even uh, even Ollie came out and was they, like, they don't need to because every tour, it's like their old shit doesn't exist. Oh, same with Asking Alexandria. It I saw doesn't. No, exist. you're right. I saw Asking <laughs> Alexandria in 2012 Warp Tour. And that was the last time that I've ever seen them play their old stuff. I've seen yeah. it three times since then, and they have I the mean, first act, two albums. Forget yeah, it. Actions action speak louder than words. You don't need to come out and renounce shit. You just it fucking like if you don't play anything of your old shit, which made you famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then and that tells you everything. Like their last tour was all that piece of shit mantra album, and that one with the umbrella with the raindrops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a single other song. So guilty was pleasure. Played. I do like happy song on that album. Happy song's all right. Yeah, it is. And Shadow, Mo- it, th- Shadow but, Moses is before, right? But it's all right, and that's what it is. Well, sure. Okay, I'm not saying it's anything like play yeah. for plagues, but um, it's okay. So here's the thing: would it really hurt them? Most so both Bring the Horizon and Ask Alexandria play for the most part ten to fifteen set song sets because they're headlining. Yeah. Would it hurt them to put one or two on the old album? That's what in I'm there? fucking saying. Right, I don't get it either. Like, it wouldn't do anything to your brand. Maybe a couple people, even the majority of people, might be like, Bro, "What's this?" But then you revert back to whatever you're doing. Their foundation of their brand was built on those albums. Yeah, but I think I think for the most part, I'd say, let's talk about Bring Me the Horizon for a second. I would say, eighty percent of the fans of theirs today mm-hmm. were not fans of them. Oh, well, geez. yeah, because they got on the radio and so, they sold right, out. Right, so you would have some confused people. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I don't know. 
I mean, I, I don't know. No, I'm in agreement. I'm just I, trying I'm, to I'm see a, what their perspective I'm is. I'm a purist. And yeah, I, I understand the perspective. Don't get me wrong. I definitely 100% understand the perspective. But like, dude, you're playing a whole ass fucking tour of 15 songs. Mm-hmm. And you literally play your new album and your last album front to back. But all the other four albums you made <laughs> don't exist. Yeah. From like 10 years of your fucking time as an artist. Well, you wonder if the label's but you're gonna play the something. last. But you're going to play the last three years of stuff. You wonder if the label's saying something to them. It's got to be because they got... I, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Or knowing, well, Oliver Sykes, he probably just... I don't, I we'll talk more about this uh, yeah, as yeah. it may or may not come up. So, um, What am I? Am I? It's my turn, right? Yeah. What are we on? Number number eight. Number eight for me is my boys in Siler, Golden Retreat. Hey, motherfucker, you don't know me like that. Why? Dude, watching your facial expressions was hilarious just now. You looked a little bit shocked at first because I know this isn't the Siler that you 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 know. This is an actually older tune. It sounded like someone took a record and like made the needle really heavy <laughs> and then just played it really, really slow. Yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> it sounded like. I love that shit though. No, that shit in the background, that screeching. Yeah. They- <laughs> Like they it used was like, like an ongoing. It, yeah, it was. But they was used like those like, trap drop. You know what they're talking about? Like it, trap drop. It's like shit. down, 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 down. Oh my god! I got the samples. I didn't of that know Brills is making a fucking comeback. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, no, I, I I love that shit. That's from their uh, 2013 album, so it's forever ago. And actually, if you listen back, you can hear some Amir influence because uh, Jaden Paneso, shout out Jaden was uh, the merch guy forever, or tour manager, one of those two. I think he was merch guy uh, for Amir for like three or four years. He's actually mm-hmm. in one of the music videos for uh, MDMA too. So there's a definitely some uh, inspiration. Actually, Frankie is on a Siler song off of their EP that came out in 2012. So there's all kinds of connection there, and that's maybe why it's on the list. But uh, for those that don't know me, I love Siler. They, they're awesome, and... Yeah, I don't know. And that fucking, that's drop, I think that's double drop D. It's like extremely double D's. low. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit's like so low. It's And I try to play like guitars that are that low. Like when I was at Nam, they had a bunch. And I'm like, I'm just, it's just not, I love, love listening to it. And I wish I could, could do it. I just can't do it. I don't know if the strings are too like, Meaty. Yeah, not just meaty, because I like playing bass, but like spaghetti e. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they have a lot of let not a lot of tension because they're so fucking you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> anyways. <laughs> yeah. What are you what are we at? We are you I'm at number eight. Number eight. 
Jetpacks was uh, was a uh, yes. Version 2.0 was by good old Periphery. 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 Ryan says this isn't a breakdown. First of all, that note that Spencer hits at the end, uh, forget it. That thing that's so high. Dude, I know. And that's like that's part of the reason why I love this song too. You say this isn't a breakdown, but if you listen to the whole song, the rest of the song isn't like this. No, 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 no. I understand it's a contextual thing. Um and it's a headbanger. Yeah. I just don't see it like being one of those like it's it's, you know, it's not meaty, yeah. but it's still no, fucking I love awesome. It. Listen, I'm not going to talk shit. It's your list. Um, and I love Periphery as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you not better. Dan- Danny Otherwise, Coleman. Danny Coleman loves them more than anybody. But besides Danny, I don't I know, man. I might give him a run for, from his, for his money. You yeah. know how I love that gent. Yep. Gent. <laughs> he does it again. Gent is gent, French. Gently to music. Maintenant. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, no, Periphery is fucking dope. I was so salty when I was at Nam, and I saw Misha there like five times because I kept floating around the Horizon Devices booth because he was hanging out there with uh, Tosa Nabasi. And both of them were just hanging out together. I'm like, first of all, two gent lords here at, at Nam. And I was two like, gentlemen. Gentlemen. And uh, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was like, dude, I wanted to be like, I kind of wanted to punish him a little bit and be like, dude, I use Horizon devices uh, uh, alive and shit. I love it. I whatever because I do. I, it's one of my favorite pedals, and um, I just never hoping, got the opportunity to like make my way in the he conversation. Would sign your forehead. No, I was actually hoping he'd do like a, a cool drop for the podcast, but I just because I had my mics on me and everything, I just couldn't get his one-on-one attention. I talked to his cousin. His cousin's cool. Did they have a bar there? <laughs> uh, a bar like at Nam? They have like alcohol, but they don't have like a bar. Oh, you should have brought. I got a new philosophy. If we start bringing a bottle of Crown with us, we can end some like plastic cups. Yeah, that's how we can get people to talk to people. Like, hey, got some Crown in a cup here. Yeah, I mean, like hell yeah, yeah. But in a cup, like that's that's kind of sketch, no? Huh? Like it's, it's a plastic a, it's a cup. cup. What if I drugged the cup? Are you? <laughs> no, but like I'm thinking from his perspective. What? Like, dude, I don't Can get you drug I do not an empty cup. Oh, an empty cup. I see what you're saying. I thought you were like pouring crown in a cup. No. Cuz they're not going to they're at the bars at Nam, for example, they're not going to give you a bottle. No, I'm just like I don't know, maybe it's a good idea. That's how that's how I used to I'm just trying to think of club. what kind of setting I would be in where there's somebody quote unquote famous and I would just have a bottle of crown on me with an empty cup. Obviously you don't <laughs> hang out with me enough. I guess not. Do you <laughs> you shank bottles into the shows we go to that I just don't know about or what? Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus. You know how I operate, dude. <laughs> if you say so. Um <laughs> I got off on a tangent there, but yeah, uh, hopefully I get to meet Misha someday. He's uh, from what I see from his his advertising and his his skits and stuff, he's a funny fucking guy. So, um well maybe yeah. we'll see him again. Maybe in like 10 years when Shit, concerts dude. are back. Maybe you know? it'd be sooner than anything. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh lucky number 7 for me is a fan favorite. This is Chelsea Grin with Hostage. 
my god, dude. I think that song assaulted my brain. <laughs> I'm going to have to press fucking charges on my ears. Bro, it's so sick. First of all, that eight string, uh, I think that's a double D or a double C. I don't know what it double is. Double Ds. Double Ds. <laughs> um, I just love that song. And the reason why I even got into that song, they came out with their new album in 2018 called Eternal Nightmare, which is dope. Um, but Caliber TV, shout out Caliber TV on YouTube, did a live video of them at Warp Tour in 2018. And uh, what Caliber does really well is it's not just like live, like we would shoot a live video, but everything like we were just talking about earlier in the podcast, everything is in line to the front of house. So you hear everything as pure as an album would be. Yeah. And That's how it should be. Right. And with camera angles and shit, that is my ultimate live video of this song. And anytime a normie will ask me, like, hey, a normie. A normie. I, love, I haven't heard that in a while. Will That's ask a me, one. like, hey, man, what kind of music do you like, metal, whatever? And then I'm like, oh, can I hear an example? I'm like, boom. I send them that video because it's just so fucking dope. It's in downtown Las Vegas. They block mm. off the intersection like a busy street. It's just a fucking mass amounts of people. Um, Tom Barber, so good on vocals, man. We saw him live. We saw, we saw them with the Casey Strain. Uh, I don't remember the other groups that were there. Fuck. Uh, Left Behind, Traitors. Yeah. Yes. At the Fantasy. Fantasy. That yeah. was fucking sick. That was a sick show. Yep. So, um, yeah, the, just that breakdown, and that's what I love about breakdowns like that. I was telling you, such simple drums, where it's like really slow in those. What? What? I don't want to sound like an idiot. What symbol is that? Where they're just like China. Yes, yeah, just that. You know, like real fucking like <laughs> slow ass, because you can't help Shit. but the headbang to that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's just awesome. <laughs> so, like when we're writing shit, you and me for Killstreak, we gotta add some kind of like breakdowns. Oh, I got like some that. chinas. Yeah, so cool. Although it, nothing man. beats. I love the chinas, but nothing beats riding the bell on a breakdown. I mm, the. Yeah, no. Depends on the sound of the bell. <laughs> I, I guess that's true, but it I, I don't knock loose does that a lot. Dang, 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 yeah. dang, 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 you know? It's like yeah. fucking sick. Ultimate sharpness. Brutal. And I think this genre, or not even this genre, whatever, breakdowns in general, I think the most important thing is the drums. I really do. And, yep. and Guitars I, can eat it. <laughs> no, I'm a guitarist, you're a drummer, and I'm saying this to you, you know? I think the drums are extremely well, yeah, important. Well, yeah, it's all, it basically is because it's breakdowns really rhythmic, rhythmic. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> rhythmic? Can't. Just rhythmic. Rhythmic. Not arithmetic, which is mathematics. I keep, every time I think of that word, I cannot <laughs> not think of that fucking rhythmics band where it's like we gotta come up with a list C's, you. you know the c's the fucking say on the c's yeah yeah, yeah. we gotta you know come up with a list for you and all the words that you say that are god damn it. funny so like latency which is latency what else we i don't know i always i'll listen sometimes back to these episodes and be like what what I, the fuck did know, he just say <laughs> i think i spent too much time and all the clothes man too i think it's deteriorated, Royal, deteriorated my fucking brain cells that's my it. ability to speak yeah that's it exactly so Chelsea Grin, everybody. And by the way, they did not always have Tom Barber as a singer. They had other people. And Jason Richardson used to actually be in the band, which is dope. Um, but I do think that this lineup that they have right now is the best iteration of their lineup that they've ever had. That's just my opinion, though. All right, lucky number seven for you, Ian. What do you got for me? Mutiny, Parkway Drive. Oh, oh, oh. 
Wait, have you never heard this? No, I haven't. Not this song. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's dope. I like a lot of the original shit. Like, I mean, old stuff like Boneyards and... Uh, Dude. Boneyards is fucking new, man. No. That's newer than this shit, bro. No. Nuh-uh. What about Unrest? Uh, I think that's old. That's old, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this Parkway Drives. I like all Parkway Drive, to be honest. I think they're one of the few bands that has evolved without losing their heaviness. Which is, <clears throat> bring me the horizon. So I, I think that's dope. <laughs> Have you watched their documentary? I haven't yet, but it's like got all the rave reviews around the metal community because they came out like a two-hour documentary. It's free, I think. Parkway Drive. Oh, really? Yeah. I so didn't you, fucking know that. I'm going to have to watch it. I love this band, dude. Mm-hmm. This band... Aussies is the shit. Yep. Fucking dope. I haven't seen them live. We were supposed to see them live in late August with Hatebreed and Knocked Loose. I can't and that's even remember. not happening. I can't even probably. remember if I've seen them live. I think I have like a couple times. And I just fucked up because I have seen them live. They were I, at yeah. Sonic Temple last year or last year or maybe the I, last year Rock on the Ring. No, it was Sonic Temple. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think we've seen them together before like a couple years ago. Two, two I wasn't ago? with you at that show. I don't fucking know. No, but I, I can't remember, I seen man. Once. But when they do their headlining gigs, like they were supposed to play at Wembley Arena in England not long ago, when they do their headlining gigs, and you'll see it on the documentary, they use more pyro than I've ever seen any band. Just really? like redonkulous amounts of flames everywhere. I don't know how they even burnt their face off or something. But girl, you got a donk. What? <laughs> <laughs> Soldier boy, you said donk, and I was like. <laughs> I, said I got donk? triggered because I was when like... When did I say donk? You said re-donk. <laughs> oh, re-donk. And yes. I was like, oh... She got a donk. She, she got a donk. Yeah, she got a donk. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, that's my uh, high school era. Of God, I could not, not <laughs> do that in my head. <laughs> what was that song? Uh, Bird... Bird. It's Soldier Boy, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, but what's the song called? Bird... Bird Walk. Bird Walk. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> Bring <laughs> back memories. See, we're not just about Bird the, the metal here. We love the hip-hop, man. Especially no, that no, era. No, it's literally called She Got a Donk. Bird Walk is another song. Uh, see, they all sound the same. She Got a Bird Walk. <laughs> you see, like you don't even she know. She Got a Donk. Yeah, no, they're two different <laughs> They all sound the same, bird man. Walk, bird Walk, I got my bird. I <laughs> <laughs> love Soldier Boy, though. Oh, uh, dude, we got two really white boys right now on the All Things Parkway Music Podcast. Parkway Drive and Soldier Boy. Yes, dude, what about a Parkway Drive Soldier Boy mashup? Dude, that you would could be... Do it. Pretty fucking lit. yeah. Find two songs that are Actually, same BPM and mash them up. Yeah, acapella one of them, and you got yourself a deal. Jesus, you know. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, Parkway Drive, sick. They don't really come out with bad shit, honestly. Even like their softest song, like Vice Grip, still an anthem, still kills it. So I'm a big fan of. Uh, it's off their newest, not newest record. Maybe it's called Crushed. Because it kind of yeah, sounds you like you showed the old me shit. that song. It's, it's really good. Fucking dope. And they are in drop B for those guitarists that care. Same tuning as Slipknot. So it might sound a little bit uh, similar. In case you ever want to know the tuning. Yeah, Ryan's man. I know it. all the tunings of all the bands. It's very important. All right. Uh, what am I on? Am I on six? This is number 666 Attila with oh three six. You plan that.
Fuck yeah, man. Uh, we saw that live together because I actually still have the video of that exact breakdown on my phone. Uh, we saw them at the Agora with volumes and Suicide Love Silence. Volumes. Suicide Silence was suicide it? Suicide Silence, What a yeah. bill, dude. Like in hindsight, that's a dude, fucking Dude, it was bill. great, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, that song I love for a couple of reasons. Anytime I'm uh, near a church... <laughs> oh roll down God. my windows and play some three Fucking six. Got an edge lord over Hell here. Hell yes. Jesus. When it comes to like certain things, I definitely am. He's over here. He's got his black craft blanket wrapped up around him in his car, and he's in my car. Why would I have a blanket in my car? You never have a blanket in your car. No, I guess I should in like a doomsday Dude, scenario. It's actually a really smart idea because yeah. sometimes, like in the winter, it gets really fucking cold. <laughs> well, my car actually has like heated seats and heated stuff. My car is heated seats. They just don't work. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, dude. Attila, uh, shout out Franz. That will have to be an interview for the ages we'll get someday. Uh, Might have to subscribe to his OnlyFans account or something to get it. (laughs) Does he really have one? Dude, he has, like, the OnlyFans account. He has, like, thousands and thousands of subscribers, and they're all chicks looking to watch him jerk it or whatever he does. And, uh, yeah, like, he's he's a... I feel like... For science purposes, we need to Careful. subscribe. Careful. We need to subscribe just to see. Like, so what he, is it? Like, what no, is going but on? He got so successful at it that he was invited to the like adult movies convention in Vegas. So he's actually doing porn on there. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent, bro. This cannot be real. <laughs> it's real. You gotta. Okay, you gotta get on Twitter, man. This is where everything is popping. All that shit is on Twitter. His Twitter name is Metalcore Gatsby because that's like he 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 has a GT uh, GT3 RS in a nice orange color. He posts all the time. Uh, he is just like flexing on everybody all the time. He's got this huge house in Orlando, Florida, with this big pool. Uh, it's a lot of FOMO when I follow his ass because he's got a pretty decent lifestyle. Um, and this yeah. dude has an OnlyFans. Yeah, and he's like making like right now in quarantine, he's not worried because he's still making bank. I dude, <laughs> this I got okay. I got <laughs> for science purposes. Like I gotta know. It, dog. I gotta know. Oh, by the way, while we're sitting here, I get an email. He's, look at look at who the email's from. Oh yeah, fanboy cult. Amir cult. I'm hoping that's my merch that I bought. We'll see. Um. Anyways. Fucking Attila is sick. Um, yeah, talk about the Edge Lord, though. I mean, Franz is the Edge Lord, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're, so. He's like what you aspire to be. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, and roll he's on. not even gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, seriously. Why? Yeah. Why is that a bad thing? <laughs> Franz is dope, dude. You know. I knew you. And he's not afraid that. to be himself. He's 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 nice. You know. I don't know. Whatever. People, Attila gets so much shit. Not as much as like an ICP or somebody like that, but they definitely get their share of shit for being like a uh, it's Lord metal band instead mm-hmm. of being like, a, oh, I got to be serious all the time metal band, which is cool. But like they got a song about fucking pineapple on pizza and it's dope. It's sick. So, you know, whatever. Anyways, uh, what are we on for you? Uh, we are number on number six from my favorite band. <laughs> Uh, it's Diamonds Aren't Forever by Bring Me the Ever So Popular Horizon. <laughs>
Yeah, mantra. All right, next song. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen here. It's actually really interesting with listening to that. That that second half there. Yeah. The screams he uses, he still uses those, like that kind of wailey scream. But that first half with like the really high pitched kind of like a uh, sloppy scream that he had, he never uses that anymore. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? Mm. And it was, you know, when they came out back in the day, like when they did stuff like this, yeah. I wasn't a fan because I'm not a huge fan of those real sloppy type of screams. I like really refined screams. But as I've aged and as I've become more of a fan of metalcore and deathcore and things, I like it. Now. This band is a fucking OG, man. Yeah, they're OGs. Yeah, well, like, uh, like straight the fuck. Dude, up. right they here is a stand. You got BTMH uh, tattoos, bro. I am a fucking purist. BMT. That is what. That is what I am. A I'm a purist. purist. So you should get a, a tattoo under it. Go the purist. No, <laughs> you should just start making goddamn good music. Okay, I was gonna say this earlier, but I didn't. Ollie came out and said, like a couple months ago, we've gotten so much so much success now i think we are able to go back and do a deathcore album please because what it's not gonna hurt them anymore they got fucking cash the label's not gonna drop them dude listen i don't know who they're signed to by the way they made the hardest fucking songs ever i don't know what dude You can't, like pray for plagues come on oh it's fucking great don't get me wrong it's i wish he had a better low he is, his screams are always dude, so high register. But like even beyond that, like dude, they made some of the heaviest shit before anyone else was fucking. Oh, doing they were it. pioneers. And before it was for fucking sure. cool, and like everybody else was like at the time, you know, like doing like. Well, because pop, keep in like, mind, this is at the same course. exact time as as um, asking Alexandria, right? Right. But they're very different sounds. Well, that's what I'm saying, and and they're from the fucking UK. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. And they're and they're like they got the scene look, but they're not like they weren't like seen like the rest of everybody else. They were like, we're gonna destroy fucking everything, and we're gonna come out with an album with a girl with intestines hanging out of her holding mm-hmm. them. Like that's that's edgy as hell, for, especially then. Like I know, listen, I get it. There's gonna be a lot of metal purists now going. Cannibal Corpse had this on their record, and Slayer had this on their. Oh rec- fuck! I that. get it. That, no, like listen, the edge thing that's not new. I, right. We shouldn't say that's new. I'm just saying for the generation, it was new. Yes. Right. Because those are like the old, like they're like, oh, you know, <laughs> Metallica or nothing, bro. Right. This shit was like, it was progressive. It was new. It was fresh. And it was fucking heavy as hell. Yeah. And everybody else was doing the mainstream shit. Yeah. I don't know. It was fucking cool. No, I Now I they agree make Mantra. 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 And and then whatever the fuck this new album was with the Put Yourself to Sleep album, which is cool, <laughs> like, if you're trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah, the album title itself is uh, Directions. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's got, like, 20 words. The, the fucking album title is 20 different words. Yikes. So. Yikes. Did you see the uh, Casey Strain new new song or new album title? I got to look this up you know, and get it right. I because I saw Chris Bianchi posted it. Right. But um, I haven't listened to it so yet. Because I Bring really the Horizon kind of started this trend a long time ago. Amir did it too with like song titles that are like really really long. And well, that was like I wrestled a bear once. Well, that's like, a band like, name, but yeah, yeah, they, they even had yeah. You're right, you're right. They had someday the, came suddenly where all the fucking 
Yeah. Or, you know, the titles. That all was the like titles a scene were... kid way back in the day. All tells it to be like 20 words long. Exactly. Now, Casey Strain's new one is called I breathed in smoke deeply. It tasted, and then it won't even, like death. There we go. It tasted like death. That's, oh no, and I loved it. I breathed in the smoke deeply. It tasted like death, and I loved it, is the song name. Yeah. So, like, that's coming back. That's kind of, I, I don't mind that at all. That's it's what it is. I but. think it's more creative. Yeah. Brace monotony. Right, exactly. All right, uh, number five for me is All That Remains with Fuck Love. Yeah. And by the way, that's not just studio made. Shout out Phil Labonte for that shit. Uh, saw All That Remains open for Kill Switch Engage a year or two ago, I think two years ago. And uh, this was Jason Richardson's Jason Richardson's second show with the band. And for those who don't know Jason Richardson, he's essentially the Jimi Hendrix of our generation. Um, like ridiculously good guitarist, and he uh, he's in the band now because unfortunately Ollie Herbert, their former guitarist, was I think he was murdered. He passed away. I'm still under investigation, I think. But anyways, um, so Jason filled in, and I watched them live, and they started their set with this song, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because this is like the heaviest song on their new album, and it's dope. So all that remains for a while was doing some real commercial shit, and they kind of went back to being heavy wonder why yeah seems to be a theme um so anyways they're playing the song and i'm like really curious how is this gonna end how is is he gonna be able to hold out this scream as long live and he goes and he he does that for like 30 seconds and i'm watching jason richardson the whole time next to him and he just look keeps looking at him like bro you serious holy shit (laughs) like that's i didn't say siri shut the fuck up phone um yeah like dude that is so legit to hear someone do even a high like that for that long. You got to really have have some fucking pipes. So I think that's what makes the breakdown so special. It's a sick breakdown, but I wasn't going to add it to my list. And somebody on Facebook actually recommended this song. And I was like, oh, fuck, how did I forget this omission? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, All the Remains. Do you like All the Remains? You listened to them before yeah, a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. They're old. It's like, I got the old. <laughs> they are the same era as Isley Dying, but this song is much newer than the first song I played. Yeah. So, I don't know. I haven't heard a song I like it, though. In regards to Filibonte himself, I had to mute him on Twitter. <laughs> him and I have gone back and forth a lot uh, on Twitter having conversations about politics because he's extremely politically active on there. He is a self-proclaimed libertarian oh boy and i'm not much of a libertarian myself so we have clashed on quite a number of things but he's he's nice about it he's not like a complete ass about it and actually him and doc coyle from bad bulls always have conversations on there and jamie josta gets in on there every now and then so it's pretty cool he's and he talks to everybody which is great like that's i don't know a couple libertarians or they're uh Tend to keep themselves, but are on social media very active. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are at least generally very nice. The one thing I will say about libertarians uh, is they are extremely yeah. passionate. They are. Yep. They are. 
So anyway, my number five. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughtless corn. This song never gets old, man. No. It really just doesn't. It's such a good song. Off of the Untouchables record, I believe 03 was the year. Uh, my memory of this song is it getting constant mainstream rotation on MTV2, the video. Mm-hmm. And the video always creeped me out because during this breakdown part, the main guy who's in the video all of a sudden just starts puking pink slime everywhere. It's like, what the fuck? What does this have to do with anything? Yeah. But it's corn, man. And I don't, you know, listen, some of these purists are going to say, that's not a breakdown, it's corn. Corn doesn't have breakdowns, which actually I was guilty of saying not too long ago. However, I think this is Well, you got to think like the era of time, dude. Classifies a breakdown, in my eyes, as anything half-timey. Breakdowns can happen in dubstep. They can happen in Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Breakdowns are very, very common in EDM. Any type of genre. Absolutely. Right now, we're mainly doing metal, but this is... More like it's not new metal, is it? It's like um, well, corn is. I mean, corn is new metal, but it's yeah, not as very stigmatic in new metal. Right. It's like it's not like we're talking about Lincoln POD Park or, or something, whatever. right? right. So, Park, so yeah. anyway, like stuff like this kind of set the course for the future. Yeah, and like coming from like in the middle of this song, like right before, is like really chill quiet weird but but really angsty and you could tell it was going to build up something then yeah. it builds in this and you're like wow i was expecting this but this is better than i even expected and this isn't the first time they did this um on what's the most pop- freak on a leash i mean hell yeah, that is like dude. intense breakdown type of thing right because it's not like china like laying on the china sure. four by four but it's definitely half timey breaky and there's mosh really like, there's moshing going shit. down yeah, for sure oh hell yeah i've seen corn more times than i can count and there's always some shit going on like that although i will say my favorite song to mosh to for corn is blind yeah it's a good one yeah but I, 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 and even the stuff they keep coming out with, these guys have been around since ninety fucking three, and they have and they're not still changed, coming yeah. out with awesome shit that literally sounds like it could be on their first record, right? Yeah. Which I like. Oh yeah, and they were one of the first, and we got uh, as guitarists, as for me, I gotta really pay homage to them because they were one of the first bands to really bring a seven string into the mainframe. Mm-hmm. You know, there was um, um, Devin Townsend who was doing that, and um. A couple of these other uh, good guitarists, uh, Dream Theater, but Corn was really the first big one to for it to to come that way. So, anyways, fuck yeah, Corn's awesome, uh, and I do think they're one of the few bands that can blend hard rock and metal really well. Yep, you know, because they don't scream the whole time, but they don't need to because it's just so dark, anyways. Like, yeah, you know, so it's pretty sick. All right, um. Number four for me, talk about OG. This is Winds of Plague with The Impaler.
Winds of Plague. To me, the most underrated metal band of my era, for sure. Yeah. Um, fun fact about guitar tunings. This is in <laughs> E standard, meaning this is the same guitar tuning that your grandpa's favorite group is in, that my dad's favorite group is the in. The Beatles? Yes. This is literally the exact same guitar tuning. The fact that they made it that heavy is insane. It just I, I, it blows my mind. That whole record is on is on E standard. Even like decimate the week is E standard. It doesn't make sense, but it's fucking awesome. They uh, other notes about Winds of Plague. I saw him once at Warp Tour. Killed it. Lead singer looks like Bane from uh, uh, Batman. He's <laughs> <laughs> like fucking huge. Oh, uh, their keyboardist always. Uh, they had two or three different ones, but it was always a hot girl. It's always like a gorgeous girl. And uh, their drummer is uh, Art Cruz, who is now the drummer of Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. So, boom. Um, yeah, they're considered symphonic death metal or symphonic deathcore. Uh, not a lot of people sound like they do. I would say the only group that comes close is Bleeding Through. It's very similar because they also have the keyboardist and they do similar kind of slow symphonic style stuff. But it's not cheesy symphonic. It's just, it's nice little ads that make it what it is so um musical yes exactly winds of plague awesome love them even the new stuff's good the lead singer johnny plague that's his name he got uh kind of got rid of the the low gutturals for the new stuff which i was bummed about but he still makes really good shit so it's all good um yeah and the the only the main reason why i put that that breakdown on here is because that, that that scream in the beginning lasts again. It lasts forever, just like Phil Labonte's from the song I had before. A trend. It is a trend. And then those those uh, dive bombs, you know, fucking dope. I can't emulate it with my mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, what that mouth do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, number four, Ian. What do you got? Behold the crown after the burial. Hell yeah, brother. Dude, that riff is so iconic now. I know. Yeah, it's, it's so fucking crazy and not like anything else I've ever heard. It's so good. And dude, when we saw them at They're the so Asley Dying good. show with Amir, uh, they were so tight. Like, they were one of the tightest bands I've ever seen. Probably one of the tightest seen. bands, if not the tightest bands I've ever seen. Yeah. Absolutely. And what we mean by tight is there was like there was no sloppiness, there's no flaws. Like like Born of a Siren. Oh, Born well, of a ugh. That's like programmed tight. Dude, yeah. no, Born of, well, they definitely are programmed cuz live they fucking suck. Yeah. I'll tell them too. It wasn't good. <laughs> I mean, it, it could have been the sound guy, but No, it wasn't. <laughs> no? no fucking way. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh no, uh after the burial live was like watching Robots, yeah, like I just know, but like robots say, but that are fluid, yeah, because like, like the one guitarist is like a really big black guy, which reminds you like a bigger Tosi Abasi, because like they play the same fucking mm-hmm. genre, mm-hmm. sort and, of. I mean, well, yeah, I would like, say Animals as Leaders is a little more progressive, but like, but like it was just gen-gy. like it was just like, dude, you don't see it often because like the the metal community is obviously predominantly white, yes, 
And Although really, it's starting to become a little bit more diverse. Well, I think it's interesting because um, gent <laughs> music is very rhythmic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean gent is arithmetic? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, so like, like hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it honestly, that genre reminds me a lot of hip hop if it was really fucking hard. Yeah. It's really. Um, like drum based. Yes, like big time, mm-hmm. and just low low registers which, in general. Which hip hop is, and it's right. and volumes mm-hmm. after the burial, mm-hmm. and animals as leader mm-hmm. is really the only bands that I'm aware of that have any members of color at fucking all. Uh, Killswitch Engage had Howard Jones. And now he's in Light the Torch. Yeah, but but that's not really like. Are you talking like strictly gent yeah. progressive? You're not talking about just metal in general. No, like ah. progressive. Oceano, but that's more deathcore. But do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got what you're saying. I yeah. get. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just I don't know. No, no, you're. I was a little bit surprised. I, I like that. There's, there's. So it, it's interesting because a lot of us basic white dudes feel like. And we're all guilty of this. We'll see a black guy at a metal show and we'll be staring at him the whole time because we love to see his reaction just because it's new to us, not to him, to us. I mean, not to me, but that's because my best friend, Fro, I've been in bands of forever. Sure. It's like a really big, so I'm just, you know, I'm used to sure. that because I've so, played in multiple bands then. But but it is weird because like from his standpoint, he's, you know, it's probably weird being like, oh, well, I'm the only black guy here yeah right exactly and there's a there's a youtube channel i follow called tulip mafia and there's this this black guy and he is the funniest guy i could i could listen to him all day and he reacts to metal mm. country he reacts to rap and stuff but he yeah. reacts to like stuff that's way out of his comfort zone and they're the best reactions because it's like i love i love seeing a human reaction to something new i just love something like that that's just beautiful so um, metal could use the diversity. I'm glad that it's starting to trend that way for sure. Yeah. Anyway, after the barrels, fucking great. Yes. And it's definitely a a band that's full of um, I don't know if they're really different people, but definitely got a lot of different. Uh, I think each has their own people. personality. Yeah, and, which which musically. is cool because and then to see them be that tight was really just like the icing on the cake. It was like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that was really dope. They clearly practice a lot, so good for them. All right, we're down to the top three. Uh, Making a return on the countdown for me, number three. This is Amir with Flag of the Beast. Hell yeah! I just did a uh, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I just did a Facebook video cover video of this song. Drop a what's up on my Solar guitar, who I am very pleased to announce that I am now endorsed by Solar Guitars. I'm self plug, self plug. Oh so, <laughs> yep, self plug, <laughs> shameless plug. So pumped about that. They're one of my favorite guitar brands. So if you're a guitarist and you need a guitar, check out Solar Guitars. They're amazing. SolarGuitars.com. Blah blah blah. It's Ola England's brand, and they all come with ebony fretboards, which is my favorite part about them. Because and they're awesome. And they're awesome. <laughs> um, I bought mine at Nam. Just, just so good. The neck 
is really thick with two C's. It's like it's really good for like rhythm guitar, which is what I do. So like I chugging. You do the bow out, bow out. Now, yeah. Oh yes, that. thank you. Oh, uh, oh, we'll do another shameless vlog while we're here. My uh, band's uh, cover of the Backstreet Boys' uh, "Larger Than Life." Audience of Rain just hit a hundred thousand. I just plugged you on earlier. Spotify. Yeah, but that was like a subtle plug. I'm going like full. I plug. love subtle plugs. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know what? While we're here, while we're here. Anyways, with a mirror again, awesome breakdown. They're a cool band because they play in drop A. But they also play in like nine string guitars mm-hmm. and other shit, and that I can't play. So like you're either gonna have both Solar Flare Homicide and Flag of the Beast is dropping, and a. they dance crazy. Yes, they do. If you ever He's see got them the little live. dabs and shit. But uh, <laughs> Ryan says I dance like them. You do. But then they have a song. Uh, what's the song? Uh, don don don. You think don. I give a fuck? No no no. Well no. I don't. No, actually, is that that one? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. One of the songs is like it is the nine string and you're like, What the fuck tone is that guitar? Because it's so low you can't even register like a note. It just sounds like a low drone, but it's dope, you know? Um, so again, Amir, we don't have much to say about it. We already talked about them a lot. Let's go on to your what are we at? Number three for you. What is your number three? A C one thirty by and this is a classic for the scene kids out there. <laughs> attack attack. Exclamation point. <laughs> exclamation point. You think you could be Yeah, right when you, as soon as you start play, this yeah, this marker was at zero zero zero. You think zero. That you can play God? Yeah, <laughs> just that lyric dude, itself, dude. Right off the bat, if you want to like, if you're in a car or somebody and you're like, "Hey, what do you want to listen to?" You tell them this song and they never heard of it, and then they're like, "Whoa!" They got a headbang. Like, there's no, there's no bro. Choice. It's I think it, I think it's. Your body, your body people, bro. Yeah, but your body will just involuntarily headbang. It's like that do not headbang challenge they used to have on YouTube, where they would play like thirty songs that were headbanging, and you had to like sit there and not do it. Well, it's just funny because like this song, comparative to the first album, someday came suddenly was like, Mm -hmm. and like this album was like way heavier. Yeah, it was like it's still about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know. Yeah. But uh. Little baby Jesus, whoever, whatever you prefer. So, uh, which which album was Stickly Stickly on? Someday came suddenly. That was with Austin Carlisle because he left the band, started Of Mice and Men when this album came out, and Caleb Slow Mo. <laughs> Slow Mo. <laughs> was the singer on this album? Slow Mo. For those who don't know, Caleb is, uh, and actually, he produced three or four of Siler's albums. He is the current frontman for Beartooth. He was low key, just a keyboard player. The, in the background, yeah. keyboard player. No one paid attention to him yeah. and his micro Korg. And then he was like, "I can." Sing. Oh, hey, brother! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring our the Bible to the metal oh, community Jesus. now. I don't think he's is it is it that that religious? Yes. Yeah. It's you not like ever, for today. For him, today is like super him religious. Him and Austin Carlisle. Yeah. Look at the fucking. I'll lyrics. have to. I'll have to look it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this era, though, bow just... down. He's talking not about like bow down to me, like you know how mm. other metal bands. He's like bow down and pray to our Lord and Jesus. Okay. Which is fine if you're in that. It's just 
Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fucking heavy. I hear you. It's a weird dichotomy that kind of doesn't go together, but it does. Um, this era in general was all about the one-liner breakdowns. Mm-hmm. So I want to see. I want to see you play God or whatever. Or there's uh, uh, my Stand boy up and scream. Yep, there's <laughs> ten inch. Um, <laughs> there's also uh, uh, my boy Jake Shaw from Defiler. He had the most famous turned into a meme, and he goes, "I want to see you cry, bitch," and he just gets into it and stuff. Uh, there's all those just those one liners where you're like, "Yeah, it's like good, but it's also cringe." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, that's that era for sure. But I, I, uh, I never really got super into Attack Attack. I got to meet them at uh, Lollapalooza, not Lollapalooza, the Rockapalooza in Ohio. I got to meet them backstage. That was cool. But uh, yeah, so Attack Attack. My number two is, no surprise, this is Wage War with The River. Shout out to Cody Quistad, friend of the podcast, uh, Wage War, awesome group. They got me into seven string drop G stuff. Uh, this song was on their first album, Blueprints, and it's amazing. They slap so hard live. We saw them at Fantasy. I've seen them twice at different festivals, uh, Rock on the Range, Sonic Temple stuff. Um, just, just awesome britain has such a powerful and pure low scream cody's got awesome clean vocals to add nice hooks uh i remember when we interviewed cody he was talking about how he had his guitar set up so like he could play like four different tunings without having to like touch anything i'm like what the fuck like i i've sitting there listening to him i'm like this all makes sense but there's no way i would ever try it because it's so like complicated at the same time, but uh, they're so good. Uh, yeah. Smart guy, I like them. Yeah, definitely. Um, very down to earth, very chill. Yeah, very chill. Um, they're kind of the leaders in the clubhouse and metalcore for the most part. Them and Architects. You could put Motionless and White in there and some others, but Wage War is kind of the name. Or I Prevail, who is essentially the biggest name in that. Yeah, especially lately with uh, oh God, they're killing it. All the records, yeah, they've been doing really well with. Yeah, so nothing really else to say about Wage War other than it's so good. Well, you did a full interview on it. You can go back in the history of all things music podcast. Check it out. You can find it, and if you can't find it, let me know, and I will link you to it. All right, uh, we are on your number two. What is your number two? The uh, Colombian Faction Volumes. Yeah, bro. 
this breakdown keeps going in the second half they bring these really airy guitars in and it's just that signature volume sound especially in this record via their first record dude this is gent this is gent. honestly my number one favorite record of all time is this record that's not what you told me uh, not to not to what, preview what your is number it? one song, but uh, I'm not going to say it, but you know your number one song, and I thought that was your favorite record. My number one song, song ever? No, your number one song on this countdown. That band, oh, I thought that was your favorite n- record. Maybe like... like So like 1A and 1B, would you say? Um... Maybe in high in high school, okay. that record was my okay. favorite record. This record is my favorite record, record of all time. Oh, okay, so like, like a, a period of any thing. got it record album ever made. So first off, R.I.P. to their guitarist who passed away tragically a couple months ago. Very sad. Uh, obviously, his talents made a lot of this sound. Uh, number two, we have a guaranteed interview with them. When? Who the fuck knows? We were supposed to interview them yeah. on April 18th. Obviously, that didn't happen. Things got shut down. But uh, we've been in contact, and they said as soon as they hit our market again, we got the interview. So volumes will be on the All Things Music podcast. If you... Which I am very hyped for because way before we started this, yeah. we went to a show. Yes, like, it's one of our first shows we ever went together. Mm-hmm. And Same I got a picture with, with their, and... yeah, mm-hmm. their singer. Yep. Yeah. Which was... Uh, yeah, that was pretty. Sweet. And then I was like, "Hey, did you know that he was in Barry or Dead?" And you're like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I, you know, I don't dive in that shit like yeah, you. Yeah, well, nuts. But more, I'm more in a like little electronic scene. But this is my favorite album, like of any album ever. There you go. That it says is, yeah. that speaks. That speaks. Volume. Yeah, I there we go. Hate you, man. Why would you do that? <laughs> I hate that cheesy dude. <laughs> Why do you play me like that? Man? Oh, but it worked. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that too. Um, very good band, so awesome stuff. All right, uh, we're down to my numero uno. This is the OG of Deathcore. This is Suicide Silence with Disengage. The ultimate fucking smackdown, dude. Dude, it is. Uh, R.I.P. Mitch Lucker. No one, no one had a scream like Mitch Lucker. I don't care who the fuck you try to compare him to. Not no the, one the, had not the Mitch Lucker ghetto stomp. Yes, dude. <laughs> he's got that? this signature thing where he puts his arms up like he's resting them like on an armrest or something, like really high, and he will just take his entire body and contort it down. Really good. Uh, I mean, you can find this in any of their videos, but the, on- the You Only Live Once video, he does this a lot. Yeah. It's, it's just the ghetto, the Mitch Lucker ghetto song. I love it, dude. I love it. It's just, it's, it, uh, and no offense to their their new guy, but he just, it, Mitch Lucker's not replaceable. Anybody who went to try to fill in for Mitch Lucker, you just weren't going to do it because- oh, they knew it too. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said. Once in a generation talent yep. in this genre, and too bad he- was took took 
from the earth too soon, but he's just uh, anything on their first three or four albums that he's on is just phenomenal. And I love this song. Um, not in that clip. There's a riff. It's da 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 and it's honestly, this is one of the bands that like they didn't overthink it. Their their guitaring, their guitar play is not too over over crazy complicated. The singing is just what it is. The drumming's pretty good, but all of it together makes Suicide Silence that they are the stable of deathcore for sure. And if not, of all modern metal, anytime after two thousand five. So I love them. Yeah. Yep. All right. You're number one, sir. <laughs> don't laugh. You know. <laughs> I don't know what I it had is. to do this. Listen. Yeah. I had to do this for you. <laughs> for I did me. this for you. You're gonna do it so that so that I can hear the correct pronunciation. Yeah. I did it for I did it for you and the and the people. <laughs> the people. If anybody cares. All right, hype train, what do we got? Alarion by Asking Alexandria. <laughs> Cross my eye, hope you die. Left by the roadside. Classic, bro. So good. So my story from this is I discovered them around this, the time this album came out, so I'm happy to say that I was OG with them. Um, I was a freshman in college, and this was around the time that I kind of left metal for a while because metal and college life just didn't really go together. If you wanted to DJ the parties and stuff, you had to be in EDM and all these other cool shit. So I kind of took – metal took a backseat for four or five years, and I uh, – was getting really into like EDM and hip hop, a lot of like really good hip hop in that era. And I remember stumbling upon this album on YouTube just through the rabbit hole. And this was the first song. So I listened and I'm like, and you don't hear it in this clip, but the first half of the song, there's like, like a minute and a, it's like almost two minutes long. Right. It's just like progressive, but not like mean. No, it's got some, some, some EDM synths. In it, it's like dun, 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 dun. and a lot of their they actually have a full track that is literally just synthesizers and drums on this album. That's just like a, a yeah, it's electronic song. Yes, and uh, I listened to it, and my roommate was uh, next to me, Ryan Zimke, and uh, he was he's not a metal fan. Like he does not <laughs> like metal at all. But then he he like perked up. He's like. This is kind of dope. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of dope. It's got both in it, you know? It's got electronics. It's got metal. This is sweet. And we just kept listening and listening to the album. And yeah, dude, it's it's front to back. It fused two worlds, man. And really, yeah, front to back. This album is probably number two on my all-time favorite ever albums, period. And I don't know. It could could switch every week. It might be a contest. (laughs) But like, no, dude. Yeah, front to back. Every song. Favorite song on the album? Song. I can tell you mine. Um, I was once, perhaps, maybe, possibly a cowboy. cowboy. King. Yeah, King. Yeah, I got it. Mine is when every day is the weekend. I'll put you under the fucking table. Yeah, I, like I love that, that shit. Yeah, yeah, you had to say it because I had to... 
Yeah, it's that's the last, last song in the album. Song in the album. That's my second favorite song. Okay, I couldn't. I yeah, I knew that was a song name, but I couldn't remember exactly. And then when my wife was in the car, second. I would always play not the American Average, just because of how misogynistic it is. No, I hate that song. <laughs> you, you really? But I hate that song because of past things. Ah, so it's not the song itself. No, the song talks yeah. about eating girls out, talks about some BDSM stuff, just some Classics. real like. Some real like raunchy shit for sure. Um, no, if you don't if you don't know Asking Alexandria, check out their first two albums. Really good. After that, forget it. Um, this album was in Drop D, which is only half step down from East Standard, like the Beatles. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Again, how they made it heavy. Yeah. Uh, so pretty cool stuff. All right, that wraps up our top ten breakdowns. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, as always, like our Facebook page, All Things Music Podcast. ATM podcast on Twitter. Um, I'm sorry, it's AT Music podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can rate us five stars. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please follow us on Spotify so you know when episodes come out. Um, Ian, I just heard from our special guest from the uh, very large establishment in Cleveland. I don't want to tease anything too much he will be on in the next couple of weeks now that things are starting to gradually open up so to speak so we will have a good fun special guest on shortly um so please subscribe uh we are going to do some more remote stuff uh so if you want to hear interviews and discussions from some of your favorite artists and bands from all genres not just metal but we, hip-hop yep. edm working on some things working on some stuff so Uh, If you like music in general, please, please, please subscribe and follow and do all the fun stuff. So thanks for listening. Let us know what your favorite breakdowns are. Um, Also, one last tidbit, we will have a music review episode uh, fairly soon. I've been getting a lot of emails from different submissions, so we will get to those. I know you guys are waiting, uh, those who have sent in your music. So I want to make sure that we review that, get it out to the masses, tell you how we really feel about your music. And uh, if you are listening and are a musician and want to send in your music, regardless of genre, send an MP3 format attachment to staff, that's S-T-A-F-F, at liquidsoundagency.com. Title it Podcast Music Review, and we will put it in the folder and make sure we review it for our next uh, music review episode. Anything else you want to say, Ian, before we vamoose? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> On that note, as always, we're out. We're out.